Before we start this podcast, I'd like to remind you that when you're building your maker business, it's helpful to have both a business plan and a brand strategy. At georgesupplyco.com, I've spelled out all the parts of a brand strategy, including pre-purchase, in-purchase, and post-purchase branding in a free post titled, How to Build a Brand Strategy. You'll find a link on the front page of georgesupplyco.com. Welcome to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Each episode, we explore topics you need to know to grow your maker hobby into a maker business and brand. I'm Scott Sherbitz. This week, why should your small business give to charity? Let's begin with the Business for Makers News Desk. As always, we start with lumber prices. TradingEconomics.com reports lumber futures have dropped again to $406 per 1,000 board feet as prospects of higher interest rates continue to depress real estate activity. Since builders are cautious that continued high inflation will keep interest rates high, summer demand for the lumber may be lower. In the meantime, lumber producers are operating on reduced inventory to keep prices from falling too far. In social media news, Montana TikTok ban is, first, is the first one passed by any U.S. state. According to the BBC and many other news sources, Montana has become the first U.S. state to pass legislation banning TikTok on personal devices. If signed into law by Governor Greg Gianforte, the ban could come into effect in January. The company, TikTok, has suggested that it would take legal action to fight the Montana bill. The legislation makes it illegal for app stores to offer TikTok. It does not, however, forbid those who already have TikTok from using it. Violations of the bill could carry a penalty of up to $10,000 a day, which would be enforced by Montana's Department of Justice. Now, the penalties apply to companies rather than individual users. Governor Gianforte is expected to sign the bill as he has already banned the app on government devices. In a statement, a TikTok spokesperson said that, quote, the bill champions... Bill's champions have admitted they have no feasible plan for operationalizing this attempt to censor human American voices and that the bill's constitutionality will be decided by the courts. We will continue to fight for TikTok users and creators in Montana whose livelihoods and First Amendment rights are threatened by this egregious government overreach, the spokesperson added. In related TikTok news, human rights groups have come out against TikTok bans over their free speech concerns. According to Yahoo News, leading human rights groups, including Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International, 
have long been critical of the Chinese government and its policies. But the groups are lining up against a proposed U.S. TikTok ban, despite the fact that the app's parent company is Chinese, saying that eliminating a major platform for public expression won't fix Beijing's civil rights record or secure Americans' privacy. Quote, we ran this by our legal team, and this is the conclusion they came up with, that this potential ban does not comply with international human rights standards, said Frederic Kalfuner, Human Rights Watch's Director of Technology and Human Rights. We'll be back after this brief message. This episode of the Business for Makers podcast is brought to you by George Supply Company CA Glue. Dries in seconds, forms a permanent bond on a wide variety of materials, perfect for filling knots and cracks, ideal for general use home repairs, and can be used with activator for instant drying. George Supply Company CA Glue is available at georgesupplyco.com. And we're back. So why should your small business give to charity? There's several reasons why small businesses should give to charity. Most importantly, charitable giving creates a positive relationship with the community, which is the very thing that sets them apart from larger corporations. Small businesses thrive on community involvement and giving to a worthy cause is a great way to stay on the community's radar. So here are four reasons why your small maker business might want to donate a portion of their sales to a worthy cause. Number one, positive branding. Charitable giving puts your company in a positive light. Companies that take an active role in promoting their corporate social responsibility are generally viewed more favorably than those that do not have established charitable giving programs. In fact, 85% of consumers have a more positive image of companies that give to charity. And 90% of consumers want to know how companies are supporting charitable causes. Number two, gain customer support. Giving back to your community will help you build stronger relationships with your existing customers and gain new ones. Networking with community leaders and getting in front of active community volunteers can only help start the conversation about your business. This also means it would be valuable for you to do some market research to identify the most popular charitable causes in your area. Number three, tax deductions. One of the most immediate benefits to your business from supporting a charity is being able to get a charitable donation tax deduction. Donations that are generally tax deductible include sponsorships of charities or events, donations of inventory or services, and cash donations. In general, you can get deductions on charitable donations up to 50% 
of your adjusted gross income. But be sure to follow the rules closely to avoid any tax problems. As a side note, make sure you're working with a nonprofit organization that is approved by the IRS. And in order to get your tax deduction, that charity or nonprofit will need to issue you a tax form that you can file with your tax return. Depending on your income and other factors, giving money to charities can be complicated. So talk to your accountant or tax advisor. And number four, giving back is just good for you. Even aside from tax breaks and publicity, perhaps the biggest benefit of having your business support a charity is the feeling that you get from giving to others. Small business owners tend to be energetic, talented, action-oriented people who are natural leaders. So as a business owner, you have the power to stand up against poverty or human rights violations or whatever clause is close to your heart. When picking a charity to support, there are two important aspects to consider. One, pick a cause that's truly meaningful to your company. This could be a cause or an organization that's personally important to the owners or the employees. And two, align the mission of the charity with the mission of the company. It certainly makes more sense for a pet store to donate money and product to an animal rescue shelter than the symphony. So, find a cause that you are passionate about and reap the benefits for your business, the cause you are supporting, and your own personal well-being. I wanted to get some first-hand knowledge about this topic, so I spoke to Ryan from Green Beard Grooming. A portion of his beard comb sales goes to reforestation. All right, so Ryan from Green Beard Grooming, thank you for joining the podcast. Glad to be here, Scott. So I believe you have an unusual business model where you both sell your branded beard wax and then you give away the recipe for the customer to make it themselves? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, we started off with wooden combs um, and, then, and then moved on to mustache wax and beard wax because I'm making it anyways for myself. And, uh, you know, the, the combs were selling and we were planting trees that way. We thought we'd add some waxes as well. Uh, the idea is that that people can can make their own if they want to, uh, and the recipes are not complicated. Uh, you know, beard oil, mustache wax, beard wax. It's it's simple stuff, really. The uh, the combs and brushes. Now, are you making those yourself? Are you getting them some someplace and then you etch your logo on those? How does that work? I would I would love to be making them myself, um, but no, we we have a. A uh, manufacturer in China that's that's making the combs and, and brushes for us. Perfect. Right. That makes, I mean, it's a lot of sense. They're, they look intricate and there's a lot of work involved. They so, are. Honestly, if I did it myself, I, I wouldn't be able to afford to sell them. Probably, right. <laughs> or to pay myself, which not that I'm getting paid anyways, but if I were to ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that brings us to the reason I wanted to talk to you today. With the sale of each product, as you mentioned, you plant a tree. 
with the mission, I believe it's, you say, a beard company rooted in reforestation. Why is that cause important to you? I grew up on a Christmas tree farm uh, and Ooh. tree farm in Nebraska. So my, my okay. brother recently bought the tree farm for my parents and is, is carrying that on. Uh, but, but really, the, I wanted to, to merge a couple of things that, that I'm passionate about, uh, one being my, my beard and mustache, and then two being uh, just, uh, you know, trees. I love trees. It's weird. I'm not an arborist. I don't have any special knowledge about trees. I just grew up planting trees with my dad and uh, um, doing all of that. And I wanted to get back to that a little bit and I was trying to find a way to give back. And I thought reforestation, you know, beard products, and uh, we just mix in some sustainably sourced wood combs and, and products like the waxes where we, we share the recipe and you know, try to encourage people to make their own product. Uh, yeah, so rambling a little bit there, but I, I do no, love trees and I'm a big beard fan. So, so you know, the, my, my point of this interview is, is, is trying to get across the message that you can take some things that are all important to you and, and put them together. And it's important to pick things that are, that mean something to you rather than, I mean, you could do anything, right? You could donate a, your portion of your profits to anything, but the reforestation is of supreme importance to you. And so that I, I like the idea that you've kind of pushed, you know, merged them all together to make something that makes perfect sense, really. I mean, if you if you think about it, at first you're like, what is, what's going on here? But then you explain it real well on the website. Thank you. So, that's awesome. No, it's kind of like the, uh, the making of the combs, though. I wish I was out there actually planting the trees uh, instead of donating a portion of the profits. But for that to be, for that to happen, we would have to sell, you know, way more product than we are. Right. <laughs> So how did you find or vet the part, your partner, One Tree Planted? I, when, I, when I reached out to the nonprofits that were taking on these reforestation projects and offering a one-to-one, -one, uh, you know, $1, one tree type of a, a path for, for businesses that are interested um, or individuals, uh, One Tree Planted, uh, they were very responsive and I appreciated the different options. You can focus your reforestation dollars uh, to a specific place or, or region or country or state, which is nice. I think our, our first Kickstarter raised money for reforestation in Australia. Uh, it was 2020. So those big wildfires had just rolled through uh, Australia. And I think it's, what, three, four years later. So... They're probably just now really to the point where they're planting trees because it takes a while for the soil to rest and and the seeds need to be gathered and the seedlings need to be started, right? And then eventually the seeds go in the ground. So it's not a... Okay, not so this a is a thing. real long-term project. <clears throat> Interesting. Some of no them idea. are. I'm sure there are plenty of projects where they order the seedlings, um, you know, get them to the crews, and plant them. And that's honestly probably where, what they're doing with the dollars we're putting towards the national forests uh, here in 
in the U.S., which is where the where the trees are being planted now. Um, but when you have uh, special ecosystems, I know they they like to gather those seeds locally. So like Australia, probably areas in California. Okay, stuff like that. So have you always had the mission of planting trees since day one of the business? Yes. Okay. So it was trees or um, like grassland restoration. And that that was, I thought from a, from a business, from a marketing perspective was a little bit harder to wrap someone's brain around. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, you buy a comb, we plant a tree, you buy a beard oil, we plant a tree. Um, That's, that's a lot easier. (laughs) Do you have, do you ever get any feedback that the customer appreciates that kind of what's happening, what's happening, you know, as far as your, your donation? uh, Yes. Uh, You know, on Instagram, social media, a lot of positive feedback there. Uh, we do get the occasional feedback on Amazon from our customers. All of our products are FBA. So, um, we, we go exclusively through Amazon for distribution and I don't have the, the relationship with those customers the way I'd like, uh, because Amazon, you know, doesn't want to connect us, uh, in that mm-hmm. way, right. but, but there's, there's, it's fun reading through the comments and, yeah, lots of lots of support out there. See, I was going to say, so you get some reinforcement that you're on the right track as you go along. Absolutely. Okay. And then Kickstarter, you know, Kickstarter is so much fun because you really are engaging with people. We've, we've done three Kickstarter campaigns. Uh, we weren't quite sure how to get things going in 2020. So like I said, the first one was on Kickstarter. And there's a lot of engagement with that group. And be nice to replicate that somewhere else as well. For makers that are listening that might have an interest in donating a portion of their profits to support a cause, what type of advice might you have? Maybe something that you did that you might have done different or uh, just something you've learned along the way? I'll go to one of those two combs that we first launched with. Uh, For each pack, for each three pack we sold, we planted one tree. And then I had a, we had a little bit more expensive comb, a sandalwood folding comb. And we planted two trees for every one of those uh, that was sold. And uh, the reason being is just a little bit more expensive comb. Uh, So we wanted to put that extra tree on there. But I, I don't necessarily know that I had the, the money, the back end, um, you know, all figured out with, with promotions and, and, uh, the cost of shipping and, and all of that. So just, mm-hmm. just, you know, pay close attention to that. And you're going to hear that from, from everyone. And we're still planting two trees for every one of those folding combs, uh, that go out the door and we haven't raised the price, raised the price on them or so mm-hmm. the, the financial end of things, just make sure that, you know, you've got your, your ends covered and then add whatever you need to the top of it uh, to make it work. Pricing is always the hardest thing for Mm -hmm. every single, every single business. We all messed it up (laughs) at the beginning. Um, That was outstanding information. 
Uh, so I really appreciate your support and your help. With Thank that. you. And uh, good right. luck to everyone out there who's who's looking to put some money towards a good cause, money and effort. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. I'm Scott Shervitz, and thank you for listening to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Thanks to my co-author, Brian Shervitz, an associate instructional designer at the University of Wisconsin Extended Campus. Subscribe to our podcast to get regular insights and tips for building your maker business. And you can get more information about building your brand, selling merchandise, and maintaining your business operations all at georgesupplyco.com. Powered by Riverside FM. The only marketing channel you are 100% positive works every time is your unboxing. Are you taking advantage of this valuable moment? Does your box stand out with branded shipping tape or a custom box? Or does it blend in with the 10 Amazon boxes on the porch? When your box is open, is there a thank you card inside? Maybe care and use instructions? Or a sticker? Are you giving the customer a reason to get even more excited with a small free gift or a coupon for their next purchase? George Supply offers a wide range of custom printing including business cards, care and use cards, stickers, custom boxes, shipping materials, and much more. Available at georgesupplyco.com.